Building Years Podcast with Justin Alexio and Jeremiah Watkins. New episodes every Wednesday. Welcome to the show. Everybody's dancing, so I know this is going to be a good podcast. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm ex- about to do a backflip. <laughs> on the couch, a backflip <laughs> on the couch. Uh, I'm excited about uh, this episode. I say that a lot on this podcast, but uh, this one's going to be special because uh, who we have somebody here on the, the, the show today that's very near and dear to my heart. Uh, uh, we uh, do a lot of comedy together. Uh, he's a fellow uh, stand-up comedian, actor in the scene. And uh, we uh, we get mixed up a lot as uh, as for our looks, <laughs> and uh, we are pr- pretty much we're pretty much brothers. Uh, please welcome my brother to the program, <laughs> oh, Dan Jesus. Madonia. Hey, brother, brother. How are you, man? I'm good, and it's nice to see our darker brother here yeah. as well. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Whenever whenever I first. Uh, Started going to the comedy store, uh, and uh, just around, even like in San Diego and stuff. Whenever I f- very first started like doing shows down there, people would call me Dan, or they say, "Hey, what's up, Dan?" And I'd be like, "What?" Like we kind of knew each other, so I didn't get the reference. And then, uh, and like the more that we started hanging out and stuff, I was like, "Oh, we look like a lot alike." Yeah, and l- a, a lot alike, but like. More like enough alike. Yeah, it's it, we it's have more like the enough there's, alike. There's certain similarities that that line up enough that if you're a black person, you're never going to be able to tell the difference between <laughs> Absolutely. us. <laughs> that's that's just guaranteed. You've ever been called Jeremiah, Dan? I have been called <laughs> Jeremiah uh, often. It happens at the comedy store all the time, and I'm like, what? How? I'm at the comedy store, my home. That's yeah. like. I've been naked on the stages here. How do you not know that I'm Dan? But it's like, that's early on. That's that's how I knew how to get a laugh. (laughs) Late night? (laughs) Late night, maybe early, sometimes in the main room on a bringer show. What was the context (laughs) of you getting naked for... Um, for for because it, I'm I'm guessing it happened more than once. Yeah, it, 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 <laughs> there were certain scenarios. There was one show um, where oh, one of the promoters back in the MySpace days, I was known as Naked Dan Madonia. That was that that was my <laughs> handle on MySpace. Let's just go that far back. First of all, <laughs> loving it so far. Um, it. I would always appear at parties nude in some form. I like jump over the fire or something like that that's like my oldest gimmick it was like <laughs> go that nude guy. that's what you do that was my that was my hack that was my <laughs> <laughs> that was like i was like oh yeah dick and balls that's what's gonna get people to enjoy me and it did it worked it got me known a lot in, in a lot of different situations um but there was one promoter at at the comedy store one night he was running he was running a show in the main room and uh i was working the door at the comedy store at the time and I was begging him to go up it was like a great crowd he had and he was about to end the show like he was just gonna close out the show and just end it and I was like oh but I could do time and these people still want comedy please and 
And he's like, he was like, you got to do something big because your comedy doesn't cut it. <laughs> and I was what? like, I was like, oh, wow. He just straight up said yeah, that Yeah, he to straight you? up said it. I had a lot of, there were quite a few people that were really mean to inspire me uh, <laughs> early on. Christ. It was the comedy store. They weren't very nice <laughs> in the beginning. It was, we, we dealt with a lot of heartache. Um, but yeah, he said, I was like, I was like, I guarantee you. I will get laughs. I guarantee you it'll be the best closing of this show you'll ever have. Yeah. And um, he's like, all right. And um, I just waited for him to call my name. Oh, I took man. off all my clothes. Everything? Backstage. Oh, 100%. you just started there. I j backstage, I took off 100% of my clothes. I, I covered up my balls and my dick. I just covered up. I walked out onto the stage. And I just started telling my jokes. Didn't address the fact that I wasn't dressed or anything. I just started telling my jokes that I had. My shitty, terrible, I eat peanut butter and jelly and ramen <laughs> jokes. Like, that everybody starts out with, I'm on the broke diet. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I just straight up tell those jokes on stage for a while. I do, I do my time. Uh, Danny up in the sound booth. The sound booth guy he turns down the stage lights and puts the spotlight on wow. and then turns on the disco ball <laughs> as well so that's going on while this Why? is happening people are having a blast they're really like people are moving forward from the <laughs> back of the room the, the back of the room is filling up with comics and stuff like that and I'm just standing there and I'm just not addressing it at all I'm, I'm naked and then I finish my time's up I see the light I and I'm like that's my time, thank you. And I picked up both my hands and waved to everybody and said, good night, and turned around and walked off stage. So that was, yeah, that was... That sounds epic. It was a lot of fun. And there's there on my Facebook, there is a picture of me <laughs> on the main room stage holding myself. There's it's there. <laughs> it exists in back way back. Maybe we'll have to make that the the cover photo for this podcast. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> That's that yeah, short hair, everything. Who would wow. it's in I've your top like, eight for MySpace? Do you remember? My top eight? Uh my well, my MySpace still exists. I'm oh. still trying to get feedback. Featured on MySpace Comedy, if Jordy Fox is listening, <laughs> um, if, if I get that chance, I'll take it. <laughs> I need any exposure I can get. Um, so if that exists, but uh, my top eight, I still have. Uh, like it was the the Walsh brothers had a show called the Great and Secret Show uh, that was at the Improv uh, Lab back in the day oh, yeah, and yeah, they, yeah. it used to be once a month on Tuesdays and that was one of them in my in my <laughs> number one because I loved that show it was great it was sketches and stand up and it was it was a lot of fun to do that was one of my favorite shows to do early on in Hollywood and then um, I had Eric Marino Heck yeah. <laughs> Eric Marino was in my top eight. He will uh, make you 17% funnier. Yeah, yep. Um, Mark, was he saying that back then, too? Yeah, he's That's 17, always been 17% since I've known him. He's been, <laughs> it's been quite some time. That's awesome. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I want to say that I was there for the origin of it, but I don't remember it, so I can't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. 
He's been 17% for quite some time. <laughs> yeah. I've known him for almost seven years now. And that's, he's been 17%. I'll make you 17% funnier. I'll be, I'm the world's greatest risk player. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think. Uh, there's, I'm trying to think of all those right. definite things. Those yeah. isms. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, Mark Ellis. I had Mark Ellis oh, in my heck top yeah. eight. Oh, Mark Ellis. Yeah, he's a he's he's one of the good ones. I have I actually have the MySpace app right here. Oh my! So oh, I well, didn't even know that that was the yeah. app. Look, it's <laughs> loading right now. Is, oh is. no, it crashed. No, oh, it's on it's on <laughs> it's on the DOS platform. So it's <laughs> you, have to, you have to enter commands into it. Yeah, yeah, I have to insert a floppy disk into my iPhone. Like, How does this? <laughs> it doesn't fit. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, what is my pattern? That's awesome. Did you capture my what, what? It's just for uh, throwback Thursday pictures. Honestly, <laughs> that's, oh, that's, that makes sense. That makes that's sense. where I, I grabbed from. I was like, oh, you know what? That'll work. <laughs> Let's do that. <laughs> Everybody's getting these great pictures. Where are they scanning from? I don't have a scanner. <laughs> they don't have a scanner at the library. That's not how it works. I'm not going to spend the money at Kinko's. <laughs> so, so. Uh, uh, while you're looking that up, you recently did a web series with uh, your girlfriend, uh, Relationship. Yes. Congratulations yeah. on doing a... You guys did pretty good views for like right off the bat of like a, a first season web series. This is great. Yeah. Our first round has been amazing. Like really good response to on, on uh, that I've seen on Facebook and like YouTube comments and just like the likes and all that stuff. Yeah. I feel like uh, we've made something that's like just quality enough and just short enough that like trolls don't have the time to comment negatively on it yeah <laughs> it's like you know like all of all of the videos we have there are 12 relationship videos in all together mm -hmm. and if you watch them all back to back and everything uh it totals out at like eight minutes and thirty seconds. Yeah. Oh. So like you can you can watch everything we put out in under ten minutes. That's uh, less than a bathroom trip for most people. <laughs> so I feel like you know you people aren't sitting in the bathroom negatively tweeting. That's not <laughs> usually what's going on there. There's positive thoughts in there. I believe at least in my bathroom. I'm zen in that <laughs> yeah. way though. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys write those together or? Yeah, um, some of the ideas uh, came from my stand-up, uh, but a lot of my stand-up comes from our life together, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. it's easy to pull from that. And How then, long have you guys been together? Uh, we've been together for three years. Um, and You're growing up. Yeah, growing up, and we're dealing with uh, with adult stuff, and uh, I think there's a lot of different ways we can take that, so it's a lot of fun just to have these like quick little one-off Here's the joke. This is it. There's no trick yeah, they're, or they're almost. I, I like them because they're almost like uh, sketch blackouts where it's just like, here's the punch, blackout. That's that's it. That's that's the joke. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, we live in like a Vine Instagram culture and people are having shorter and shorter attention spans. Everybody's self-diagnosed ADD and... Yeah. <laughs> so you got it. Yeah, it's kind of perfect for that. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I, I, I just saw something. Uh, a guy got famous within 12 hours. His name was Alex from Target. He was just a really cute looking 17 year old, and they just went off with it. That's like, the key being young he, and sexy. In 12 <laughs> hours, he got 350,000 followers. It's Dude, like, that's so weird. Yeah. That's, now that makes sense. Uh, 
the hashtags. I was like, what? What is this hashtag Alex from Target? Alex from Target. That's it's just you just got to hope you randomly become a meme <laughs> these days. That's like that's, <laughs> that's the best way to make it in Hollywood. That's the saddest <laughs> thing I've heard about the entertainment <laughs> business. Story. You just got to hope you become a meme. Just got to hope the right person on Reddit <laughs> sees you when you're doing a shitty job. <laughs> you can just make sure you're looking good while you're doing it. You've got to be a sexy mugshot or you've got to um, just know you've that's what you you yeah. have to look good in whatever you're doing that's the, that's the key and i think ray liotta taught us all that early on <laughs> just no matter what you do look good <laughs> some life advice i like it what uh what year did you start working at uh the comedy store and how how long did you work there for i started working at the comedy store in 2008 mm-hmm. um and i worked there for like two and a half years uh and i worked i worked everything i did every single thing that you could do at the comedy store yeah I, yeah i worked the lot i worked the main room did I you ever wor- like crash anybody's car Yes, I crashed Steve Renazizi's car into Jason Lucas's car, <laughs> oh, no. and and I had to pay him five hundred dollars for the damage, and then he never took care of the damage, <laughs> and it made me. And I was working the lot, so I'd see the car every day, and I'm oh. like, I paid for that. It's, and now Steve Simone owns the car, and he still brings it. And I see it, and I'm like, there's that, there's that scrape from six years ago, <laughs> that that just oh. So the comedy store doesn't cover no. That's in in like most people like I've, there's been like plenty of cool people like I've seen a lot of like cool stories of people being like oh don't worry about it it's we'll take care of it and stuff like that like Matt Edgar crashed Dice's Escalade against oh the wall God. one time oh. and Dice was like don't worry about it like <laughs> I'll get it taken care of yeah and I was like and this is like Steve Renazzis is like right on the cusp I was like okay hopefully it's gonna be one of those situations he's like oh that's it Madonia I'm gonna have to get with my mechanic and see how much this is gonna cost I was like oh man Dude. 500 bucks there we go that's that's three months of working at the store. That's, that's, that's like everything I had the whole summer, man. Wow. That, I mean, that's probably why some of the comics like uh, like Delia will park in that one spot that's like almost not even part of the lot. The like Argus out. spot. Yeah, that's, the yeah. Argus spot where they pull up. It's like not even deep in the lot. It's like almost almost on the street, but still like in behind the sidewalk yeah it's and scary yeah. you had like they don't even they don't check if a comic even has his license or has ever even <laughs> driven a car before they're like oh hey go work in the lot and it's a like it's a tuna can sized lot yeah. like, and you have to put 78 cars in it <laughs> like you can like you can you can actually like simulate it on grand theft auto <laughs> like when you go in grand theft auto 5 you can go to the comedy store and try and fit as many cars as you can and that's not even close <laughs> Not even close to how many cars you have to have in there. So it you could like just sit there this. and drop tanks. <laughs> like you put in the code and drop tanks into the comedy store parking lot. And you could easily park them more easily than in actual real life. It sounds like you were nostalgic of the job and you're like, 
Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> this is suffice it for me. I can park cars in a, in a video game world. Now. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm so satisfied with my own life that in my fantasy life, I'm going to do the exact same steps that I've taken to get to where I am. Yeah. And eventually, in the video game, I ended up buying Grand Theft Auto Five and parking cars at the comedy store. And that's just my life cycle on and on and on into the space continuum. And then I'll have to park a DeLorean one day, oh, and yeah. it'll just start all over again. <laughs> uh, I want to talk a little bit about you working, like working at the comedy store, because I'm sure that there's some really good stories. I'm sure of you working there over the years. Uh, what is one? I know it's going to be hard to like pick one, but what is one of the crazier or weirder things that happened while you were like working a shift at the comedy store? Does any come to mind where you're like that was j- that's bizarre or this is crazy or any- uh-huh. anything like that? Okay, so one night I was I was working the original room cover booth. Okay, uh, and when I worked the original room cover booth, I, um, it was like either Tuesday, Wednesday, or Saturday nights because Tommy Morris worked every other night in the cover booth. Yeah, um, so it was a Saturday night and. Tony Hinchcliffe was my seater. That was the guy who sat for yeah. me because that was my crew. Like I worked with Matt Edgar and Tony and Francisco Ramos and Sean Halpin. That <laughs> That's was a great the, crew. By it, the way. it was yeah. a great crew. We had a lot of fun, and yeah. like most of the like the club was like practically closed for like the entire time I worked there with the exception of the original room main room was like dark with the exception of two nights a week and the belly room was only open three nights a week so it was like this big giant empty playground (laughs) a lot of the times like there was a lot of crazy things to happen there's a lot of nooks and crannies and there's a lot of weird interesting things to happen but one night I'm working Saturday night in the OR cover booth and I come down to the front and somebody says hey this that guy just stole uh the tip jar from the front bar oh. and they're like so and rick ingram and don barris are starting to get into it with this guy who apparently had stolen a tip jar and i was like i was working so i had to go address, <laughs> and, the address yeah. what's happening like and so i walk i went i went up and like the the his friend like runs away there's two guys the friend (laughs) runs away and like tries to get in a car like that's just driving down sunset (laughs) oh my goodness and he like tries to like throw something into the car like and the car like drives away and like meanwhile there's like a bunch of people and they like pull him down and stuff like that and they're there's two guys now, and they're like sort of like trying to wrestle, but they're getting aggressive. They're like, they're really angry that they've been accused of stealing this tip jar. It's out on the front patio. One guy, like Christopher Walsh, goes into the middle to try and calm things down between Don Barris and the guy that tried to jump into the car. Sure. And the guy and Chris Walsh is like, guys, guys, calm down. None of this is necessary. And then Chris Walsh looks down at Don Barris. And the second he looks down, the guy pops him in the face, oh. gets Chris Walsh right in the head and like breaks his eye socket. Like oh it goodness. messed up his vision for life. Like Chris Walsh still has like a small vision problem because of this night. Like the dude clocked him in the face. And I was like, oh, man. 
And then the other guy goes to swing on Don from behind him. Yeah. So I ha- I went in and I grabbed the guy in a full Nelson. <laughs> and I grabbed the guy that went, went to punch Don, grabbed him in a full Nelson and pushed him to- down onto the ground towards where the bar is. Yeah. Like from the street out to- towards the bar. Yeah. And put him through a table. Like oh, in wow. a full Nelson down and through the table. Then the police arrive. Oh my God! Yeah, <laughs> there's one, just one though. This is one police car that's arriving to the scene right now. The one guy is is sitting there, and the police don't ask anything about what's going on. This just this little tiny pol- lady cop comes walking up, just looks at the situation really quick, and just pepper sprays the guy (laughs) that had punched Chris. Yeah, she didn't ask any questions, didn't assess anything, just pepper sprays the guy that had punched Chris Walsh. Like, she didn't see it. Nobody had told her, like, that's the guy that did this. She guessed right. Yeah, she just was like, oh, obviously it's this guy. And, And she's... Afraid of in the eye. Yeah. And then so the other guy takes off running. The other, the cops don't even notice. They just they make a call that the guy went running. Me and Tony Hinchcliffe go running after the guy. <laughs> oh man. We go running after the guy. This this is before you know the parking lot that's that's uh that's like munis- a paid lot that, now. That paid lot yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. It, you, it was before it was a paid lot. Like it was just they just had the billboard in there and they were just getting the planning commissions set. Like it's gonna be a parking lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so like there was a bunch of construction equipment in there and stuff like that. The guy runs in runs up that hill right next to there. Yeah, on, yeah, yeah. What that's Queens. Queens, yeah. He runs up Queens and goes into that house. What? That that house that's right above that parking yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, he's he go there ha- somebody has that house rented out for just <laughs> for that night for like this big giant party. Like and uh, as we me and Tony are standing there at the bottom of the hill, a bunch of cops start pulling up down at the bottom. Lasers all over this house, which is a completely open house. Like yeah. you can see the floor plan. You see this guy running through the floors of the house <laughs> like, with a million lasers on him. Like you see every step of the way, and he comes forward and he jumps over the railing down the hill, down into the parking lot, and starts running. <laughs> and he starts running towards Pink Dot. What? And this Big giant Dolph Lundgren looking cop jumps over the fence and just tackles him (laughs) and just starts laying into him like so hard. He's just like full on body punches, like raising up his arm up to the sky and then down to the ground. And me and Tony Hinchcliffe are like giving him a count. Like if it's in wrestling and you got the guy and you're giving him the chest slaps (laughs) in the corner of the ring. We're giving, we're like one, two, three. And we're counting. Counting it as it's going down. We're counting every punch, and I think he got to 11 punches. And we're like, it was then, and then they arrested him, and then I had to go to court as a witness on my birthday. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's that story. Yeah, that qualifies as a really good, crazy comedy yeah. store story. <laughs> good grief. That's insane. Oh, my goodness. 
Uh, <laughs> uh, with that, I'll, I'll stew on that later. But uh, so after you uh, you were working at the comedy store for a while, uh, you started going on the road quite a bit, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, what was uh, what was that like uh, transitioning from being like you know open micer and club comic to starting to really get reps on the road and and stuff like that? Because you've toured now with uh, a decent amount of guys like. Uh, uh, you said Dice. You've worked with him yep. a bit, and then uh, also uh, you work with Steve. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, yeah what what the, what was that kind of like? Uh, it was it was the best because it I didn't believe in myself. Mm-hmm. Like especially like when I when I left the store, I really I didn't believe that I could really really do it. I mm-hmm. didn't I didn't think that. I was upset with where my jokes were. I was upset with where I was as as a comedian, and I was just going up on stage and I was just angry, really. Yeah, <laughs> I was really, I was just angry. And then um, one day, Trevino was like, "Hey, man, I've got. I just happened to be available because I was doing nothing." Because I was always available, yeah. <laughs> and that tended to be how it worked. Like that's how I got a lot of my work was because I was just around and there. If you if you needed a guy last second, boom, I can do it, and I'm easy to hang out with, which is something that I found was very important. It's super is, important. It's like you have to be able to hang with the guys that you're going on the road, otherwise you're not going on the road because I'd go out on the road with these guys and he'd take and people would take me and like certain other people and then they'd continue taking me and then those other people were completely out of the equation and it's like oh okay well I see why that person didn't get along yeah Yeah. it doesn't matter how funny you are sometimes it's got to be the combo deal yeah exactly (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. so like being a dick is it can can, (laughs) it it can it can hurt you I'm, I'm glad that I'm only a dick to People below me. (laughs) 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 As a rule of thumb, Building Years fans, uh, take that advice from Dan. Only be dicks to people who are below you. That'll never bite you in the ass later, I promise you. (laughs) Never in your comedy career will somebody surpass you from before you. As long as you keep going up, nothing to worry about. (laughs) You got it. uh, we're about to wrap up here in a little bit, but uh, how about you share a, a a good road story, and then we'll end with uh, the Hollywood bitch slap. Okay. So any any time uh, on the road that you were touring with, like uh, Trevino or Dice or anybody else of uh, of a crazy show or uh, before or after something weird that happened in a small town. Uh, anything like that, or like a, a nightmare gig, or or a killer gig. It can be positive too. It doesn't on this podcast. It doesn't have to be <laughs> all uh, all negative. Um, but yeah. All right. Um, let's see. I I've, I always view everything as a positive. That's oh, the, that's so the thing. That's like everything's like I've never even had a bad trip. Like it's just oh <laughs> that counted towards that's it's a learning experience. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. not a bad trip. No. Um, uh, but I guess. Uh, Man, I was. It's so hard. I did that. Like I've had so much fun with like so many people, but uh, me and Jesus Trejo, uh, we co-headlined this this one club in Texas, Corpus Christi. Yeah, yeah in yeah, Corpus yeah. Christi, and 
and it was after we we had done the theater in the the first in the beginning of the month. Now this is one of the times where I was available, <laughs> like, and it, but it panned out like for a really great thing, like it panned out really well. But I was available to go on the road. I didn't realize how long I was going to be going on the road. <laughs> sure. Steve Trevino was just like, hey, uh, are you available to do some shows? I was like, yeah, let's go. And we left the next day. We did a show in Tustin, and then we drove straight from, Tust from the show in Tustin to Corpus Christi, Texas in wow. a 1972 K5 Ooh. Blazer. Oh, wow. Which is not the best vehicle to go cross country five guys deep in. Yeah. <laughs> and not the best gas mileage. Not yeah. the best gas mileage. Yeah. You have to keep it at 55 or the car <laughs> goes out of control. You have to steer it like you have to steer it like a boat. Like the, any movement, any like slight movement goes you like five feet that way. Yeah. Like like this is way before power steering was invented. Um, it was it was dangerous. We got a flat on on the highway oh. on the ten just in the middle of the desert. I had to be like a flag girl. Just please move over. We can't get any further over, or we'll die. And they're like, Dan, use your hair. Start whipping it around. I'm like, oh, please move over. I look like, uh, yeah, I looked like uh, what that one character from Mortal Kombat, <laughs> just yeah. flipping people just around, scorpioning. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then so we, after a long, long, grueling three-day trip, uh, we finally got to Texas, and we did theater shows right off the bat. We did four shows at this amazing theater, the Harbor Playhouse. Yeah, and like filmed it, like it got great footage, and like it was awesome. But then, after those four shows. There was nothing for three weeks, and we were just in Texas. And oh, me and three weeks? Yeah, and me and Jesus are scheduled at the comedy club to co-headline at for their Thanksgiving special <laughs> show. Oh. Like so, we've got we've just got to now we've got to find a way to kill time yeah. in Texas. That's so, and we don't have a vehicle or anything. Like we don't real like if. We so we're walking around in Portland, Gregory, Texas, <laughs> like and that and like having to spend time like doing things that just we went to a mayor's congressional like uh, a like a mayor's inauguration like at a park and stuff like that. It did like we'd like we like show up like but like people like started to like get to know us like we, we yeah. became like celebrities. Of this it was like more. It was like better than doing radio like. <laughs> Like because at the end of like we showed up at a football game, we go to the football game. People are yelling out for me and Jesus in the stands, like, and this is Texas football. Oh, they're yeah. like, that's like, a, and they're crazy. Crowds. Like, yeah. yeah, this is South Texas, and it's big crowds. Are like, Jesus, Dan, <laughs> like, and, like people know who we are. People are like tweeting about where we're walking around in town <laughs> and stuff Dan like at that. This place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, and like we're just like this big giant. <laughs> media hype and then we go to do radio for our show we're doing radio for the show and this and we leave the, we leave radio and there's a guy out in the parking lot <laughs> and this is where I'll, I'll end the story after this guy sure. uh, um, uh, but there's a guy in the parking lot 
And he's like, hey, can I take a picture with you guys? And we're like, yeah, of course. We could. It's weird that you showed up to the radio station yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> while we were on the air, but okay. And he's like, oh, man, that's awesome. He's like, hey, man, I appreciate everything you guys do. I'm a two-time loser. I, um, like, and we're like, whoa, okay, this guy, yeah, like. What does that mean? He's been to jail two times, like, and he's about to be, like, on his third strike. Oh. Like, and he's like, yeah, and we're like, oh, my God, this guy is, like, crazy. He's like, yeah, but I'm getting my life back together, and, and I just want to say I appreciate you guys. You're so funny. It's so good. And we're like, thanks, man. And we took pictures with him, and we sent him on his way, and uh, he just went and sat in his car, and we're leaving, and he comes, and he cuts us off in the radio station parking lot <laughs> and he gets out of the car comes back to our car and just throws a bag in and then just runs back to his car and drives <laughs> off and we're like what is what just happened <laughs> and, and, and like it's just this big giant like bag like it's all cel cellophane wrapped wrapped up i'm like did this guy just drop like an eight ball of coke in our, yeah. in our car but it was weed it was just a bunch of like brick weed and he just <laughs> threw a bunch of weed in our car and drove off and that's a that's a, uh, leaving did, radio did, did it taste good and then we sold out the club all through oh. all of our shows that weekend actually Some grassroots was, marketing yeah exactly it was like it worked out really well and we were we were actually the first comedians to sell out the club for the whole weekend. Dude, yeah, all nice. of our shows. So that was a, and now we've got the open invite to do that club anytime we want. Of course, each of us. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Congrats, dude. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that was that was the jump from featuring to headline. <laughs> like that was that was, right there. <laughs> wow, dude, that's awesome. Uh, well, uh, I think we're about wrapped up uh, with the podcast. If you have. Uh, a Hollywood bitch slap story of something uh, that's uh, really bad that's happening, hap happened to you over the year, uh, whether it be like with industry or whatever. You've shared some great stories uh, already. Um, uh, you can do that, or we can uh, wrap up and plug social media and stuff like that. Like I can talk shit about a manager or something. Is that <laughs> what, is that really yeah, that's yeah. what it is? Yeah, that's what okay. It is. Uh, Okay, my manager, that, not my current manager, my manager, John Tay Lee at Consortium Entertainment, the dude dropped me while I was working a Super Bowl commercial. What an idiot, right? Like, he sends me an email. Hey, Dan, uh, you should have let me know that you were going to be on set. You embarrassed me for a casting director for some job that was only going to pay like 75 bucks a day while I'm working on a Super Bowl commercial with you two. <laughs> and he's and he's and he dropped me because I, did, I was stuck on set with no phone. <laughs> what a moron. <laughs> you know how much I book, you idiot? I'm Hollywood royalty. There's your bitch slap. All right. That's awesome. That's a great, that's a great way to end this podcast. Uh, Dan, where can people find you on, uh, on uh your, for YouTube relationship and then um, uh, websites and all that stuff. Um, you can just look up uh, Dan Madonia. It's my YouTube. It's mm -hmm. on it's on Dan Madonia's YouTube relationship. You can look up relationship. It's getting up there in view. So when you search relationship, oh, we're yeah. starting to be the one that's on top that that, that comes comes around. And then um, at Dan Madonia on Twitter and all that stuff. Dan Madonia. M A D O N I A. Yeah. 
awesome. like macadamia. Yeah, except for not at all. And then uh, <laughs> also, uh, Dan and I did a sketch that you should look up called Peer Pressure, yeah. uh, which has uh, Tony Hinchcliffe in it, uh, Max Carisco, and Willie Hunter, our buddies in yes. that. And that's a, that's a fun sketch uh, to check out. Um, so look that up. Um, and uh, Dan, dude, my brother, thank you so much for coming by doing this podcast. So Thanks fun. for having me. Freaking it was a blast. It was stories, great. Dude. It was a blast doing it. I had, I had a blast. It was a lot of fun. Awesome. Well, yeah. uh, continued success uh, because uh, the more successful you get, <laughs> the more <laughs> successful I get. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that, getting confused. Just, as you. Exactly. That's how I felt when the Mavs won the championship in 2010. <laughs> I was like, Dirk, you got it for us, bro. <laughs> You're saving our lives. You're making us relevant, us tall, lanky white boys <laughs> right. with big noses. Yeah. Heck yeah, buddy. Thanks for coming by. Thanks, Thank Dan. you. Boom.